In the limitless expanse of space, not everyone is destined for greatness. These are their stories. Welcome to Very Random Encounters, a show where we play pen and paper RPGs in which we've randomly determined as many things as possible, including characters, villains, names, places, and other reversed polarity stuff. It all comes together to be a very random encounter. I'm Travis. I'm Lee. I'm Logan. And I'm Greg. Oh, that was a good and I'm Greg. Yeah, wasn't it? I love and I'm Greg. Lirian, before we started recording, you, uh, you you volunteered to give us a recap of last week's episode. What happened? It's unheard of. <laughs> <laughs> well, last time, Shift 9 went down into that basement place, and it got real weird. I mean, he's, he had a, some kind of non-memory about being in that Titsworth refinery like he was a worker or something. And then Carol and I went to... Well, Carol made me go into the rat poison room, even though I already knew where my red shirts were. So then after the dumb rat poison room thing, we went over to find my red shirts and they were just like, oh, we didn't get the email because we're dumb. (laughs) (laughs) So we got my red shirts out and then we went back. I mean, in the podcast, like not me and Carol, but like the podcast went back to shift nine and it got even weirder. He had another one of those dreams being like a saxophone player in a basement or something. Like, who even knows what that's about? And then, what's what's her name? Egret? Egress? Egress. N- yeah. No coat. Blows coat. <laughs> grows goats. <laughs> Don't coat Egress. Took Shift 9 into some kind of operating room. I, I mean, y'all shit just got real. Mm. And... Fuck motherfucking Prelia <laughs> saved the day by blowtorching in there. So take that, Carol. Still tra- uh. And that's what happened. Sounds that's like all. a good enough recap to me. <laughs> we are going to start with Carol and Lyrian. You were just heading out of the door when we last left. You, were, As you recall, you were in this meeting room that had been repurposed from like a Zen garden. So it's still, you know, set up like a... Sort of like a Zen garden. There are like chairs built out of stone in the middle. The two, uh, two of the four locust aliens you fought on the, in the oil refinery were, uh, were here in this room. They were keeping your your red shirts there for questioning. Um, they just let you go, and Lirian, you reach out to open the door out, and it's locked. Well, fuck. What do you say that out loud? No. <laughs> I give Carol eyeballs. Like I hand them over. Hey, remember how I told you to play it cool? <laughs> Maybe playing it cool is not the best option here anymore. That's my eyeballs. That's what they say. Uh, so um, your door doesn't seem to be working. Do, uh, do we need to fix that? Should I put that on the list? Oh, what? What's up, yeah, Frankie? The one of the two goes up and says, "What's going?" Ah, damn it! Not again. Ugh. Whenever there's gunfire somewhere in the facility, whole thing goes on auto lockdown. <sighs> you look, 
99.9% of the time, it's some drunkard over at the bar gets a little too much in him and fight, you know, like shoots at a mirror because the, the person in it was giving them a, the, the wrong look or whatever, or someone just, you know, th- thinks the safety was on, but it, it weren't. I'll, uh, yeah, I, I bet if you just like wait for a few minutes, they'll call it off as a false alarm or whatever. Uh, and as he says that, the the larger like blast door slowly begins to descend in front of the <laughs> the locked they're getting, normal door. Uh, they're getting thought to text from me, right? That's not blocked or anything, is it? You have yeah, you have that ability where it's like you can you can message or you have your HUD and you can message anyone in your crew. What do you, what do you send them? The same stuff I've been sending to everybody else, just like. Oh, so the same stuff you sent to Shul. Yeah, so Carol and Leary and you get messages from. Yeah, so I think what, like that was happening while we were like negotiating for the red shirts. So I think we yep. probably didn't read that right away. Yep. So I think now it's clicked like, oh, I've gotten like a hundred messages from <laughs> Shift 9. I should yeah. probably read those real quick the last 30 of them were like progressively worse emoji yeah and then like prelia's like i got this i was gonna say i bet there's some future version of like bitmoji where it's just like exactly like like anime shift nine which is already just shift nine but like anime shift nine is like getting more and more like ah and the little like little bitmoji attachments to each one the last one says uh i'm disappointed in you guys and it's me sitting i'm the dog the this is fine dog in the middle of a building. <laughs> uh, the door seems to be closing more. Is that? Yeah, let me let me call it in. See what it is. Uh, I'm part of the neighborhood watch, so yeah, because we got we're on a schedule to... that the, these racetracks don't build themselves. So yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Um, I thought text to uh, Carol in all caps. We might need those motherfucking guns now. (laughs) Wait, I thought that maybe Shift Nine's the only one with actual thought to text technology. Oh, okay. That's what I thought too. But I, I mean, then I was I stage whispered. Well, I have comms, so I I probably I've pulled out my communication device and I'm flipping through the thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'll just whip mine out real quick and be like, "Yeah, Whoop. motherfucking guns <clears throat> at the I ready." Mean, do you, I mean, I had planned on killing him once the red shirts were out, but we want to do it now. I mean, I don't think we can get out now. But, I mean, should we I, wait to see if he calls it in? I just think he's yeah, on yeah, his phone yeah. right now. Okay, let's wait until you. We get can wait on. and see what happens. I just, I'm saying, be ready. Oh, uh, born ready. <laughs> Well, hatched ready, I suppose, is more accurate. Because he's going to be like, hey, Egress, some shit's going down. And Egress is going to be like, yeah, no fucking shit. It's going down right here with those fucking construction people. So I'm going to bitmoji back to shift nine the best (laughs) I can, like shutting door, like big gun, explosion. I got a pretty good picture of that in my head just now of Carol being like shrugging his shoulders like I don't know what to do. Uh 
So I well, two things. First, I love the the image of all of the red shirts just waiting there patiently as as the adults talk out the situation <laughs> um, with their hands folded. Um, the one who's like a magical construct hat like has like Rayman limbs, so it's <laughs> just little floating orbs but somehow they are also uh they seem like they're folding their hands and waiting uh so that's point one point number two is that frankie is finished with his conversation and you can hear him end the phone call and he's like are you you sure Uh, all right i guess we'll just sit tight uh damn it all right he hangs up and he goes, yeah, it looks like it looks like the, this wasn't a planned drill. They don't know where it is. says it's coming from Rio below the facility in, like, a place that we don't even know. So, like, some of the folks think there might be some sort of, like, explosion beneath the facility, in which case we got to be careful because, you know, down there somewhere is some of, the, like, the oil storage for the, you know, the vehicle. So they want to make sure none of that's... Lit, because you know those oil fires can get um, they can get uh, sort of uh, rough. So they are asking that we sit tight, but you know, luckily we're in a really beautiful spot, so shouldn't be too long. So there's not like any way to, you know, override the doors or I don't not know. Unless your last name is Crowcoat. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? So, uh, um, uh, how thick do you think these walls are? What are you planning, buddy? I mean, if there's already an explosion, I should probably be out there to make sure that everything's okay. And if I have to explode to get out, I mean, what's more explosions? <laughs> he says, God, I don't... I don't know how to be a GM sometimes because sometimes people ask you how thick walls are and I have to think like, what's a normal thickness for a wall in a bunker to be? I don't know. Normal bunker wall thickness is what he says, but in that voice and with the accurate number. (laughs) So yeah, he says like, Whatever is normal for a wall thickness. Is in, in, like, he, in, in universe, he has the correct answer. I just don't, because I don't know. Actually, it's, it's like no. the boat words. Don't worry about it. This is, this is one of those cases. In Uncharted Worlds, it says, when you don't fucking know, ask the player who most likely would know. Someone's character on this crew has a job that's to be a construction person. So you fucking tell me, Carol, okay? You tell me how thick the goddamn walls are. <laughs> Uh, eight inches of concrete, usually. Uh, yeah, it looks like they're uh, about eight inches of concrete. So, choke on that, Galactic Overlord. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, uh, so, but I like I'm not gonna let you just blow up this place. What? I mean, the other one says, "Yeah, that we're not." <laughs> You're not going to have to wait that long. It's like an hour, so... An hour? Yep. Uh, yeah, sorry. You, you, you might f- come from a planet with a different time measurement system. It's uh, 60 minutes. Each minute uh, is is uh, comprised of 60 seconds, and then 60 seconds... Well, uh, like a second is measured by the, the rate at which cesium... Ad- Look, it's, so, it's not that long. While this conversation is going on, 
my red shirts have just been kind of milling around, looking really bored, like they don't know what they're doing. They're like intently studying flowers <laughs> and looking at the sand. But really, they've been positioning themselves behind to flank nice. <laughs> the bad guys. And I think we are going to attempt to just put them in their own handcuffs. There's just two of them, right? Yeah. I yeah. I don't think this is like a combat roll be- I mean I will have you roll but it's I think it's going to be easier than a combat roll because There's it's eight like of us and two there of are eight of you. So <laughs> I I'm, so I'm like I'm going to pull the shift 9 who's on first thing with Lyrian like <laughs> okay can you like okay just pause and then when you think a second is over then speak again so then I get a sense of what like a second is. So if you could just like. Okay, yeah, Carol. I mean, there's literally a thing for this. You just say one Mississippi, two Mississippi, and like the okay. one Mississippi part. What's Mississippi? What's a Mississippi? I don't know. It's the words you say. <laughs> and then that word plus the number is supposed to take a whole second to say. <laughs> That's just how it works. I don't know where it came from. I mean, does it have to be Mississippi? Can it be like one I mean, think Ariandas, of something that's like... two Ariandas? Yeah, that's the same number of syllables. It works. I don't know what an Arianda is, but whatever. Well, we're on it. You're on Ariana. Oh, fuck. Yeah, okay. I mean, whatever. Like, Grind. as if I know anything ever. <laughs> One of you give me 2d6 plus metal. This will be a face adversity roll. Okay. Whoever wants to. You're both doing it. Uh, That's seven. a seven. On a seven to nine, the danger is overcome, but at a price. The GM will offer you a cost or hard choice. You are running out of time. Uh, the blast door continues to fall. You can choose to either handcuff them and then find, you know, see if you can find some other way out from the room or blast open the door and lose the element of surprise and then they will start attacking you. Yeah, when I see that, like, there's just, and just, like, the door, is is it still possible to blow the door? Yeah, um, you, got, you have fast explosives. Uh, I, I hit... The pack to throw my armor in, and I take out one of my explody darts and chuck it at the bottom of the door, and then stand fully armored in front of it to sort of block the blast from hitting the red shirts. The detonator explodes, and the camera catches just a a blinding flash of light, and the the light covers the entire frame, and then when it subsides, we're back underground. Back with shift nine, we've cut now to the other scene. And I think the shot we get is actually the, we get Prelia descending down. That's where the light is is coming from in this shot. That's how the two are graphically tied together. Um, The back of Prelia's jetpack is descending uh, and they are, they're they're firing their their pistol down towards Egres, who has, you know, taken cover outside of the, outside of the elevator shaft to avoid fire. Um, and she is therefore running closer to you, Shift 9. What do you do? Adya is behind you, farther down the hall towards the operating room. <laughs> so Prelia 
hasn't like exploded anything yet. It's just the jetpack that's making the noise, right? That's right. They are also firing their pistol. They haven't. Th- yeah, they don't think they intend to. I mean, maybe they intend to explode something, but I they just have their they just have their firearm and their jetpack. Yeah. Oh my god, I've had a whole week to think about what I'm gonna do, and <laughs> like two weeks because we didn't record last week, right? Oh, you're right. Um. Oh man, I probably shouldn't drink this water that's been sitting here. Then, huh? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might be a you know, it's probably just a little skunky. Yeah, it's fine. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I, oh, I don't think that I, I want to. I that meant that I was fine with one week old water. <laughs> <laughs> you got to draw the line somewhere. And it's at day 10. <laughs> day 10 water. That gets real sketch. You get, it, you get it at a cheaper rate, though. Which is good. I'm a garbage person. Oh, no. <laughs> <gasps> um, I am. I don't think I would kill Igre's croak coat. I. Uh, this is all like Shift Nine just wants details, so I don't know that he he doesn't want to kill anybody right now. Ah! So what is Igre's doing right now? Can I just like look around and and scope out the situation and like she? Yeah, sure. She. Ha- uh, yeah, give me a. Give me an assessment roll that's going to be 2d6 and I think in this case yeah it's going to be it's going to be 2d6 plus metal because that says stealth focus or cunning and I think it's focus in this case right because it's like it's the heat of the moment yeah. uh now I have that song stuck in my head but anyway it's the heat of, um and you you need to like keep your focus so I think that's what it is all right well I got a 9 on a 7 to 9 the GM will reveal interesting potentially useful information about the subject or they might ask you to do so. That's more fun. Um, yeah, so I'll give you the basis, the basics that she is, you know, she is running in your direction to find cover from Prelia's uh, gunfire. Um, you can make up some interesting detail here if you want to. I don't know nothing about her. Well, how am I supposed to do this? This is so challenging. Um Or I can if you can't think of something, but is, I just thought that would be fun. Well, I mean, let me ask, is, is Igres... Like what mental state is she in? I couldn't. Oh, that's a yeah, that's a good one. She is very distraught, and I think what you get is like she's not just distraught because now someone is firing a gun at her. She's distraught because like the look on her face is like someone is firing a gun at me in a nuclear submarine. You know, like someone is firing <laughs> a gun at me in a place where like. You should be careful. <laughs> like, there's stuff around here that shouldn't be tampered with or fired at. Is the look that's on her face? Okay. Um, I think I signaled to and Prelia. I think she's she's heading towards. Uh, I mentioned last week there are these like there are like side rooms. There are other rooms to the side. She's heading to one of those. I think I signal Prelia to maybe hold off on the gunfire, just like with a hand up, and then mm-hmm. I pull out my uh, ceramic lightsaber and just like. Try to draw a bead on Egres, but not. I'm not intending to injure her or anything. I just want to stop her from moving forward or anything. So you're trying to like, um, you're trying to subdue her. No, no, no. It's more like I, 
could like I have I have I want to get oh into I see where it's a threat yeah in that case that sounds like in a weird way it's kind of a command isn't it yeah yeah in its own way roll me 2d6 plus influence okay my influence is actually positive so that's good nope just a seven <laughs> I guess that's fine okay on a seven to nine on a command roll um so when it says it'll say something about they follow your orders I think your order in this case is like be afraid of me I have the capability to kill you I imagine is kind of your order does that sound right shift nine yeah um so it says they follow those orders to the best of their ability but their disposition or effectiveness has been significantly impacted in some way huh um I think hmm that's that's interesting I think it I think I'm going to take that really loosely here. I think there's a way in which you could get out of this situation and convince the rest of the town that you didn't mean harm. But now that you're on a TV show and you're raising your ceramic beam saber to the leader of this town, like... They're, they probably don't like you. Like they were, a, they were big fans of you. You know, you like you helped Adia. You were there at the town hall. Now they're a little more suspicious of you. So when it says they, their disposition changes. I'm taking that loosely to mean Daydream Station. Does that make sense? It'll have a future effect here. Sure, but she'll still be. Yeah. But how do they all know? <laughs> You're live streaming a TV show, and I assume pretty soon they'll catch on to that. Mm-hmm. When they catch on to that, they'll see this footage and see, oh, this person we thought was our friend. Uh, went for a kill shot pretty quick. But they also see her trying to convince Shift Nine that they need that he needed unwilling surgery. Yeah. <laughs> so right. yeah, that's that's and, that's fair. So it, I, I guess didn't, it, it, I want to be the clear. Ones like who I, are was, really... I was never gonna do a kill shot. That w- I was just yeah. Like I said, at the point where I could. But you know what, like like you can you can. Yeah, but you pointed a gun at somebody. Like nobody's really gonna be okay with that. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, something will be cut out of out of your show and put into like a news a, a news soundbite, and depending on which channel you watch, it might not look too fruit. It might not look too great for Shift Nine. I guess is the way to say that when all when this story breaks, mm-hmm. if this story breaks. Um, she says, "Okay, okay, okay. Let's. I get it. I get it. I get it. You have me surrounded. You don't have to kill me. Just don't." Tell your friend to put away their gun. You put away that thing. I'll. Uh, you. You don't. We can. We can talk this out. Just don't have that shit around that the equipment. Okay. That's exactly what I wanted to do earlier, but you wouldn't tell me any details, and then you threatened my life. Okay. Okay. What we have is a failure to communicate. A way to erase parts of your mind that aren't helpful to to you. It's it it's 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 personality surgery. If you know, we we take out the we take out your you know your your traumatic past 
and leave you without uh without that stuff clogging up who you are and i just am a, i just plan on rolling that out to my folks and then everybody will see things from a clearer perspective i i'm you know i'm willing to give like a 30% chance that in the event of an elective surgery that this could be something someone wouldn't completely ruin their life with however it didn't seem like you were giving me an option did you give look adia here an option of course she's one of our own i look i need more guinea pigs i can't i can't just keep testing it on my own pe- so sure I, I i when when adia said you were interested of course my brain immediately went to I need to use you as a test subject because I can't, I want to make sure this is right before I roll it out to all of my citizens. But you know, my folks come first. You're an outsider here. Seem like an easy, you seem like an easy target, but, but once we have this thing tested, it's, it's purely elective, but I need to test it on a few folks first uh, Adia oh, well, is fine okay. she really enjoyed it uh, not, not a single not it. a single fucking word of this makes you seem any better to anyone i do you know that i can uh, i can see that you your perspective is different than mine and i can respect that and i realize that i took advantage of this situation but it's you know it's it's my priorities are with the people of Daydream Station, and I needed to do what I needed to do to, you know, it's the greater good. on your good, car right? some you more? Know? Is that, because it seems like that's probably more of a priority currently. Look, the, the, the car has nothing to do with this. I just, I really love that car. I really want to drive it on a goddamn racetrack, <laughs> and that has nothing to, you know, I have my life as leader of this Look, that's that sounds Community, totally rad. I have my life that sounds as totally someone rad outside really of likes you sports cars. It's it sounds great outside of you lobotomizing people against their will. And how am I supposed to know that people, Adia actually wanted to have is this plural. done? You are the only person I wanted to lobotomize against their will. <sighs> lobotomize is such a cruel phrase. I, I don't hate this person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is fucked up. I. It seems like you're aware of that. Have you got some proof as to why uh, Adia has elected to do this? Any any amount of evidence at all that Adia actually said, please, yes, give me a lobotomy? If we head on over to the operating room, I could probably grab one of the, the discs where I have the video recorded of the test of the procedure. Uh, I motioned to Prelia to train their gun on her, and I uh, turn on the ceramic beam saber again. Prelia, like, texts you, this is the coolest thing I've ever gotten to do. This is so (laughs) cool. It's so fucking rad. (laughs) I thought to text back, like, you're in the spotlight now, baby. Am I going to be on the show? (laughs) You're on the show right now. (laughs) Look, I'm playing it cool for this lady, but damn, this is some (laughs) fine-ass television. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. What are you motioning Prelia to do? Uh, tr- just put, just aim their gun 
at Egres. Okay. And I turn on my beam saber and just like let her know what's up, you know? Yep. Are you heading into the operating room? Yeah, let's go. As you walk in, you open like some double some those like swinging double hospital doors, you know? Mhm. You open up those and you come up to a circular room with a circular fluore- a bright circular fluorescent light at in the center of it that is sort of spotlighting well there are two there are two um of those like dentist chairs um you know the those like weirdly shaped things that are like i don't know pretty comfortable but you don't see them anywhere but at the dentist's office yeah there are two of those one is empty presumably that's where you would sit to get the procedure done uh, and then the other one uh, has just some dude with, like, stubble. Uh, actually, not stubble. It's, like, a full beard, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. He's got, like, a full beard, and he's sitting there. It looks like he's asleep. Um, he's wearing something around his neck, and there are, like, tubes coming out of him. Let's cut back just in... Uh, just because I think we haven't seen our friends Carol and Lirian in a little while. Yeah. We left them on a bit of a cliffhanger. So let's head back over there. The explosion goes off, and when the the dust settles, the insect alien whose name you didn't get is like, okay, what the fuck? And she pulls out her, her gun uh, and is about to fire. What do you do? So my... Red shirts, at least. Okay, I mean, like, there's eight of us. Carol's at the door. I'm kind of near the door. The slime people are too obvious, so I think, like, three of the other ones went around. Mm -hmm. I make a move like I'm going, like, to lunge at that one, but then my red shirts grab them from behind. Okay, and Carol, what do you do? So after it's blown up, and I'm in full armor. Uh, I sort of turn around with my pretty nasty-looking gun and go, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you might recognize from before, but I really don't want to blow your faces <laughs> off, so you might want to put your gun down because, you know, Zelda here makes a mess. I think at that moment... Uh, you see in Frankie's eyes that he finally remembers who the two of you are. Um, <laughs> Lyrian goes, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Uncharted Worlds doesn't have like a, you know, a baked in like advantage system like, uh, you know, like D&D does. But I think what we'll do here is I'll have you both roll command because it seems like Lyrian, you're commanding your red shirts to do something. And Carol, yeah. you're sort of commanding your combatants to stand down. Is that right? Yeah, um, I'll have you both roll command, and we'll just take whoever is higher because you you have so many advantages in this situation. I got an eight. I also got an eight. Okay. Um. So again, uh, their disposition or effectiveness has been significantly impacted, but they follow your orders to the best of their ability. I think. Um. Maybe it's just that like, your red shirts will do this thing. But then, like, they're going to evacuate. Like, they, they're loyal to you, and they've, they've done a lot for you on this mission, but, like, 
they need to get back to the ship and they probably will just do that right after this. I think that's I think that's the consequence here. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's fine. Yep. Yeah, so they uh Sava and Omic are right next to you, so it must be one of the one of the other ones who puts the handcuffs on the two of them. And and I imagine like in the future handcuffs like are weird and futury, so even though they're on their hands, it also acts as like a uh, gag if you want it to so the two of them like are unable to speak if you want them to be unable to speak when the handcuffs are put on them okay and also there's a hole in the wall <laughs> oh yeah that's probably loud and obvious well the whole facility is is um barricaded or whatever what's the term um it's in blast mode or whatever so all so like the only people who are in the hallway are people who happened to be in the hallway between rooms when all that went down you know okay so Lyrian will just say all right good job y'all now get on back to the ship me and carol have this handled carol yeah we've got to go get shift nine yeah um should, I mean, should we drag them with? Because I kind of want to know what they stole, since that was, like, the job. Uh, I mean, like, shit for that car, I think. But, yeah, you can ask them before Yeah, but, we I, go. I, you know, I somehow think that you know it when you see it isn't oil, because we'd seen it. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, just, like, ask them now. I don't want to take them with us. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, I don't remember your names, because you didn't remember us. Cause, like, it was really obvious who we were. Uh, one of you, what did you steal? Uh, Delilah, who's the is Frankie and Delilah. Delilah says, "Delilah, um, we uh, well, we you are correct. We primarily were there to steal oil for the car, but um, we found something else. It yeah. seemed valuable. It seemed powerful. Um, yeah. yeah, we were sort of getting, uh." Uh, hypnosis vibes from it, mind control vibes, thought that would be useful, so we brought it back. Some sort of stone amulet, some sort of, I don't know, some sort of gem. And, uh, is that down where the explosions probably happened? Oh, I have no idea what, I have no idea what the boss would have done with that. Well, who's I mean, the could boss? Be. Uh, Igres, sorry. Oh, okay. So, you're all, got it. Um, so you're going to stay here all handcuffed. Um, you know, I wouldn't go anywhere or try anything. Um, Frankie is like, Delilah is very calm as, as you saw in the, in her characterization last time. But Frankie, I imagine is like still gagged by the future handcuff and is like like you're trying to yell as Delilah is just very calmly giving you the information mm-hmm. you want um I mean are you really attached to the screamy guy <laughs> Carol that's my brother so you're really attached yeah like okay about as attached as people can be okay so you know you'd be up, siblings you'd be upset if you know I just shot him in the stomach right now and that would be yes. traumatizing Carol. for you all right well, we won't do that. Just, you know, stick around. Maybe keep him under control, because I'd hate to have, like, a whole orphan thing happen. You know, it's tough. Um, we're going to go save our friend and probably end up shooting your boss or something. We'll see how that plays out. 
Uh, you two play nice. Don't mess around. Um, if you do get out, you know, be nice to the people in the food court. They're working hard enough. You know, and the rat poison room is like a <laughs> hidden lounge. So we got to go. What was your name? Mine? Yes. Uh, like, I mean... you still don't know it's on the show. <laughs> the what? Higher we being. Ha- we have a whole show. Just look, Car- let's go. I'll have to watch it once it reaches the sector. I yeah. pull Carol out of the room. Then I'll remember your name. Yeah, go ahead. It's awesome. She can't move, so she doesn't. I'm I'm dragging Carol out. <laughs> I mean, Lirian, it'd be really easy to shoot them both right here. It's like tying Carol. up loose ends. All right, not let's go. Them. We cut back to shift nine. You've, uh, Igres has grabbed the, the data disc. I assume you let her pull up the, the video. Yeah. The video starts to play. It's sort of projected in front of you. And it's a video of this room. And Adia is sitting there. Uh, she's not wearing, you know, the, the jumpsuit that she's wearing right now. She's wearing the clothes that you saw her on the day that you saw her. She says, uh, and Igres says, all right, this is test number six. Uh, patient name is Adia. Say hello, Adia. Adia says, uh, uh, hello. Igraz says, and for the record, can you li- hold up your liability waiver for me, uh, Adia? And she does. She holds it up to the camera, and you can see that she has, has signed a document that at the top says, like, the new you. And she's like signed it. Uh, it's got a whole bunch of legal language. Uh, if you wanted to parse through, you would find that it says stuff about like, you know, she accepts the consequences that it's it's a test procedure that is intended to uh, clear your mind, that it may have effects on your that include deleting your memory, uh, but that the end goal is to clear your your mind and erase traumatic memories. Mm. And. And then it proceeds like a, uh, uh, she almost talks about it like it's an autopsy. She's like, or I guess that's how you would record any, any procedure if you're not like talking to, if you know, she doesn't have like a staff of, of nurses or whatever. So she's just <laughs> talking to her recorder and she says, um, first the surrogate amulet wearer is, is, is brought back to the waking world and she pulls a switch and one of the tubes that's connected to the the guy with the with the beard um, one of those tubes um, stops pumping liquid into him and his eyes weakly open and when they do the the thing around his neck is this like uh, stone amulet and it starts to glow a faint blue um, and Igres continues but as soon as the surrogate's consciousness reasserts itself we apply the synapse sedative and then the, a second tube starts I don't like that word pushing uh, water into him and he's sort of in this liminal space between waking and sleep and the hum and the glow of the amulet uh, sort of pulses in the direction of Adia and 
nothing really happens for a little bit. So you skip ahead in the video, and then, you know, you see footage of Igra's asking Adia how she feels. Um, Adia seems very calm and uh, sleepy, and that's about it. All right, so that's cool. You've gotten some folks to believe your cult mentality, but we're still presented with the thing that you tried to lobotomize me against my will and then threatened to kill me when I didn't want to do that. I guess I don't know how to respond. I am at your mercy. And who is that guy? What Have you got a, a video of him uh, signing some kind of waiver? That He's he a be- tyrant. Was a tyrant. This is um, <laughs> a much a a a a fitting punishment for for how he treated this community. This, this, believe it or not, this man was our leader. Oh, I believe it. I I believe that. And well, you could call it a revolution. Hey, it's it's Frankie. They let the, the somehow I got the gag. I'm still handcuffed, but I can talk. Um, they said I could talk if uh, if I like talked about Twitter, which is we anyway. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at VREcast, or check out our website at vre.show. You can follow Lyrian at Yosef Bridge, Shift Nine at Logan Jenkins, Carol at White Wing, uh, and the Galactic Overlord is at the Travis W. Our email is hi at vre.show. Uh, you can send us questions there. Uh, that's hi at vre.show if, if you want to get your question read in, in the after show that will follow this season. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about the show. Those are the best ways to help us out. One Shifty, Hot Ketchup, says, Very well done. Intriguing concept, and the players are just as random. Good job. Thanks. Is it? Oh, and the limitless expense space. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is the wildest sound that you just made, Greg. <laughs> On recording, too. So. <laughs> 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 I got all sorts of noises you ain't heard yet, peeps. <laughs> Strap in for year two. We've been doing this podcast for a whole Happy year, y'all. Anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Doing this dumb show. This we, awesomely dumb show. We should uh, have like a romantic candle lit that RPG that you burn candles and burn your soul and stuff. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Is there a randomizer for that? <laughs> Oh, I, I think know. that's what the candles are. Oh, yeah. In the limitless expanse of space, not everyone is destined for great and season their stories. I should no. use that. That is not. terrible, but I like <laughs> it as well. Unacceptable. Okay. In the limitless expanse of space, not everyone is destined for greatness. These are their stories. Mm. Is that better? Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs>